0: And welcome to Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody and Kathy.
1: Well, hello. Welcome to the show on this cold fall day. Beautiful, but cold. Freezing. We had a heart freeze warning last night. Freezing, but beautiful. It's still fall. It shouldn't be freezing. (laughs)
0: No, it's been we've had we've had a wonderful we've had our fun time. Now it's time for Mother Nature to take over. We need water. We, we need, need water, snow.
1: but not this early.
0: Yep, let it rain, baby.
1: Make it rain, baby. Fill those reserves. Do
0: we do this podcast just to hear our, each other talk, to hear ourselves talk? Is that why we do this? <laughs> this so is therapy for us, right?
1: It is, and it's educational for our listener,
0: <laughs> or humor, I guess. Yep.
1: You know, you listen to our podcast, you get everything. You learn something, hopefully, and you get a little bit of a comedy show.
0: Absolutely. Ha, ha, ha. Well, hold on. We have good news. Your mom landed yesterday from Thailand, and she's going to be with us for about, what, two months?
1: Three. Oh,
0: three months. Yeah. three months.
1: She's staying through the holidays. Yeah. She doesn't want to be
0: lonely. Yeah. She Well, she lives out in Thailand by herself.
1: She's got family there. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. No, it's good. She'll end up moving in someday, probably. Yeah, Both eventually. Time. But she's great. Like I was just saying, I mean she her, her I mean, I thought your cooking was good. <laughs> her her cooking is unbelievable. I mean, not not to compare, but You what? you can't compare. <laughs> she is the real deal when it comes to that.
1: Give me a break from cooking for like three months. Yay.
0: And I think she kind of loves me more than you. So, like, I'm spoiled. You are spoiled. You've
1: been spoiled by your mother and my mother. (laughs) And me. And you. And you. So, guess what?
0: What? Spoiled brat. Okay. Fair enough. So. I don't take it for granted, though.
1: I know you don't. (laughs) And I appreciate that. But, you know, there's somebody that's more spoiled than you. Yeah. Gracie.
0: Yep. And she loves she loves her grandma, so.
1: Oh, yeah. She couldn't wait to get out of our room and then go scratch on grandma's door.
0: Oh, is that where she went this morning? Mm-hmm. Mm. First
1: thing. Mm. All right. So, on a more serious note, what are we talking about today?
0: It seems like every time we turn the radio on, there's a some financial service seminar ad. And i'm fifty now, so I'm getting all these mailers for free dinners and workshops and
1: ARP membership
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so. and discounts and discounts she's using me for my discounts but no, so it's we, we've just seen a lot of noise out there and if you and we actually went to a, one of these dinner events with some some clients got invited and, and invited us uh, and that was that was fun but it's it's interesting if you if you kind of get through the minutiae of what they're saying and what they're actually trying to sell, you just, you know, I always say follow the money because if you follow the money, ultimately it'll lead you to, uh, you know, to, to people's motivations. Really.
1: Grant Cardone. That's what his biggest selling point is.
0: Who's got my money. Who's got my money. Yep.
1: Follow the money. Follow the money.
0: And 10 exit. And 10 exit. Yeah. He's, he's good. I like that guy. But no, but we're talking about, you know, financial products that people need to purchase to implement, you know, whatever planning they have or haven't done. And so today we're talking about annuities. And the reason we're talking about it is because I get frustrated to see, you know, these insurance salesmen out there just selling these like their CDs at a bank with no planning, no understanding of why, how does it fit into you know, into the plan? Other than the pitches, it protects your downside risk, and you know, and and can give you income. So, it, it's a great story, but you really have to understand what you're buying. And I, I think I just wanted to hit this so we can kind of protect people, and at the same time, you know, not all annuities are bad, not, and every every time they're it, just because they're recommending an annuity doesn't mean they're, they're just trying to make a commission or money off of that. It's just, it's just important to uh, hopefully we can point out some things, not just with annuities, but any kind of financial service people that are in front of you trying to sell you anything.
1: So like annuities, when you hear that term, to most people, it's got a bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. How has that evolved over time?
0: Well, back in the days, if you had a lump sum of money and and you really didn't understand the stock market, you didn't understand investing in general, you would you could you could literally take that, give it to an insurance company, and they would promise you a payment for a certain amount of time. It, they became popular if you're a widow, right? And let's say you're, I, I've seen, I still see this unfortunately, but the husband maybe was in charge of the m- investing, and so all of a sudden he's gone, and and now the wife. Uh, is left with this money and doesn't know anything about anything uh, about how to invest. And so, unfortunately, those I think a lot of those, those people get preyed on by, by these insurance salesmen because an annuity is an insurance, it's, it's through a life insurance company. And so you don't have to be securities licensed to sell them, you just have to have an insurance license. Yet they mimic the market because they can go up and down like the market, but they are an insurance product, and they provide a, a, a very hefty commission for whoever is selling them. So I'm not again, I'm not saying that's the only reason people sell them, but if all you have is an insurance license and that's all you can sell, I've seen a lot of people do that, and it's it's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, so how has that changed over time in, like, from the old days where, like, you hear annuities and you're just, like, you just want to run, yeah, right, to today where, you know, annuities is, is still popular.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I was just looking at some stats. About $130 or, or $1.3 billion went into fi- fixed annuities last year. Fixed annuities, like, at, what, at $1.000 to 2 two and a half percent interest rate. They're locking your money up for five, seven, sometimes 10, sometimes 15 years. So you, you just want to be very careful because the fact that the insurance company has that money now, that's how they make their money, right? So there's there, there could be fees inside of that annuity, but the, the fact that they're saying, hey, we're going to have this money with our company for at least 10 years, that's, that's how they essentially pay those those kinds of commissions on those kinds of products. Like I said back in the day you would give that lump sum to the insurance company. Giving away an asset for a promise of income is something I have never done in my career and pro- I can't ever see myself doing. I'll never say there's never a reason but you're, you're giving up control of an asset for a promised income. That's it. You, you get that income for a certain amount of time, and, and then that's it.
1: So that was like more back in the days where you're only allowed to annuitize it. Yeah,
0: But, like I just said, $1.3 billion went into those kinds of contracts still in the traditional annuities. But, yes, yeah, to answer your question, so now you don't have to give up control of the, the asset. You can... You can put, you know, if you're using it for income, guaranteed income, you can put a rider on there that you can turn on that income stream at some given point and it, and it guarantees that income for the rest of your life, uh, possibly the rest of your spouse's, depending on how you set it up, and then you retain control of that asset. And And, and we have used that strategy as part of our planning. But, but the key is to make sure, you know, it's like an annuity is like a... I don't know, a good example, it's, it's a picture you're hanging on, on a wall in a house that you're building. And you get one wall, you know, without any structure whatsoever, you go and hang this picture in the house. And there's, the house doesn't even really exist at, at that point. You're putting the cart before the horse, so to speak. So if it fits into a financial analysis, a real financial plan, it, it's just got to fit. And so how do we, maybe you can share this as a CPA, you've seen now, you know, we've been working together for four years. You've really kind of gotten your feet wet in, in a lot of the things that I, I do uh, from a business standpoint. But tell, tell me what your thought is about annuities and how they're being used and or are they being abused, so to speak?
1: Well, it depends on how you look at it, like from our perspective from what we do is that we got to do planning before we even pitch a product, mm-hmm. right? But for a lot of people who just like, you know, throw these seminars and just like sell life insurance and annuities and, you know, they do that all day long without doing proper planning, I think there's a lot of things that could be missed and there's could be better opportunities or investing opportunities for the client. Mm-hmm. So, for me, if the client can't tell me why the advisor is recommending that product to fit which goals, like usually you see the TV commercials, right? It's like, oh yeah, come talk to us. We can, you know, help you retire. And, but that's all they do is sell annuities with those income riders. Mm-hmm. But, like, do they even look at, like, Your retirement is a major goal, but in your retirement, what are your sub goals and how to meet those goals? Mm -hmm. So for us, planning is very critical before any products. Sometimes bond ladders may be a better alternative than annuities. So, you know, it's just like, if, if that's all they're doing, they're just like, you go to a seminar and they say, we got annuities or life insurance or whatever product. Mm -hmm
0: it's well here's the pitch right it's you don't want to lose money in this market you don't want to take risk you don't want to invest right that that's it's a very easy story especially when the market's down 22 or 30 percent or whatever the case is i can say to you hey do you want the upside of the market without the downside that's a very easy story That obviously I'm, I'm i've just opened your ears to a conversation at least you're open to listening <laughs> but there's a lot more that needs to happen before the word annuity should even be talked about. Thank you for answering that. I, I appreciate that. So there's a few different kinds of annuities. So let's let's be clear on what we're talking about. Traditional fixed annuities uh, are essentially could be immediate or deferred. So you you want a, that payment to start now or you can defer it later, but it's based on current interest rates, right? Then you have variable annuities. Variable annuities are essentially inside of the annuity, you have these mutual funds, which are, they call them sub accounts because it's in an an annuity. So essentially you're taking very expensive mutual funds, putting them into a very expensive wrapper called an annuity that has all these other fees. And literally, you know, back in the day, I mean, this is, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you know, after 2008, after 2000, Uh, even as advisors, we were looking for ways to protect our our client's money. And so we really a lot and and me included got got caught up in this, but we really began to lean on those variable annuities. Well, as I started to really dissect what we were doing, you know, someone purchases one of these variable annuities and the prospectus for that thing was literally an inch thick and it's like, well, (laughs) you know, that's a lot of disclosure for a financial product. And, and then you start looking at the fees and, and you know, you're talking sometimes three and a half, four 4% a year. When, once you add up all the, those fees, I mean, that, that's just, it's an impossible way to really. What's the
1: selling point for variable annuity versus, you know,
0: regular stocks? Well, you can still get the tax deferral, right? So mm-hmm. if you put it inside, if you take those mutual funds and put them inside of an annuity, you don't have to pay taxes every year on the growth. But you also can't touch it till you're fifty nine and a half.
1: If you're in an IRA, but yeah. or you know four hundred one k, that's the same for both. But like, what's what? No, would... no,
0: I'm talking non qualified money. So non IRA money. Right. The advantage is that you get that tax deferral. Now, if you are if you have an IRA, really the advantage is at that point you, you really have to look at what the advantage is one of those advantages. Now, variable annuity, there is no advantage because you're not protecting the debt. Da- there is no downside protection on any variable annuity I've seen. I'm not saying they don't exist. But what they do is the sales pitch is, we're going to add this income rider onto your dish of mutual funds here. We're going to add this this rider that's going to go up, you know, at an interest rate that's significantly higher than your actual value. So it's like this pretend value, that you have on this account that's going up at a, at a much higher rate. But the only way to access that is through income. You can't just go take it and say, oh, I, you know, because I hear people all the time, well, this guy just said, this person told me I was guaranteed 6% or 8% or 10%. That's the income account value. It's not your actual uh, return. Return. And so people buy them for downside, downside market protection, but when you look at the variable annuity, it doesn't provide that. Yeah. And then you have all the fees on top of it. So I, we, we've just gotten away from that. If we use an annuity in our practice, we usually use what we call an indexed annuity, which does protect from the downside. We still have some upside potential, and I'll get into that in a minute, as, as how insurance companies work that. But an index annuity does provide uh, protection from the downside. It gives you some of the upside based on the market on what the the index is is doing inside of it, whatever index you you choose. But then you get rid of the, what we've tried to do is get rid of the fees inside of there. So you can, especially with rates increasing now, like we we did one the other day that literally had, it just has no fees in it whatsoever. Anyways, there's all kinds of things to, to look out for. But on an indexed annuity here, people say, well, there's no fees in, in that indexed annuity. And I want to just kind of break this open for everyone because I'm, it's just, <laughs> it just drives me nuts when I know what's going on. But there's really three things. Even after you purchase an annuity, even an indexed annuity, the, the insurance company has control over three things. They can either cap how much you can earn. Right now you don't have any downside protection, so I'm I'm okay with you capping some of my upside upside potential. That makes sense, right? But or they could put a spread in there, meaning okay if my index does ten percent and the spread is three, they get the first three percent, then I get the seven, right? Or whatever the case is, so they take the first three percent, and those are typical spreads right now, three three and a half. The other lever they have is called participation. So participation means whatever your index does, you get to participate in a percentage of that actual return. So over the last couple of years, we've seen participation rates at somewhere around
1: 22%
0: 22 of the s So whatever the S&P 500 does, you get 22% of that. And why would people do that? Because you don't have the downside risk of the market. But boy, does that limit your upside, you know, at 22%.
1: But that's a trade-off, right? It is, absolutely. It's a give and take.
0: Yep. So with increasing interest rates, that's very good for insurance companies. It's very good for banks because they can go invest and actually in bonds and make money. And then they essentially lend it out right, through uh, banks, lend it out through loans. Insurance companies lend it out through annuities. That's if you're giving your money to an insurance company, it's a loan. And essentially they're saying, we'll take your money. They're going to go invest it. At higher returns and then they're going to limit what you can do inside of this annuity because you, you do you have there's some give and take and I don't mean to be I'm not bashing annuities because I, I use them in very strategic ways and very specific cases but you just want to be careful because every year those insurance companies can pull one of those levers they can they can increase your spread they can decrease your cap they can decrease your participation rate. So you got to really understand how much power the insurance company has. It's like going to Vegas; you know, ninety-five percent of the time the house wins. Why do they win? Because they know the rules. And how is annuities regulated? How are they regulated? Mm-hmm. They're regulated through the Utah Insurance Commission.
1: So through your state insurance mm-hmm. commission, yep, wherever. Yep. And how much of that, if something were to go wrong, how much is that is protected by? or insured? Is there like something that would insure does the...
0: Yeah, you, advisors really aren't supposed to use this as part of their their sales presentation, but there is some... So the insurance company provides some guarantees there, and then the, the state also provides uh, some level of guarantee on that as well. So again, it's not a, a selling point because it's really like if all hell broke loose, at least there's some money there from the state insurance pool that would that would cover that. Yeah. But, you know, as far as guarantees goes, it's a pretty solid guarantee.
1: Yeah, and at least you know it's somewhat regulated and, you know, that there's some oversight into these products.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, the biggest the biggest issue is you just have to realize that, you know, usually you're locking your money up anywhere from seven to ten years. And, and you can use it for one of two things. You can use it as a, you know, just an investment. So I don't want to lose money. I want some of the market returns or I want to build a future pension. And, and that's what a lot of these advisors are. They're adding these income riders on there that are going to provide income for you during retirement. So you can use it depending on how you use it. But those are the two ways that we use them.
1: And it's kind of bring it back to love, right? You love yourself enough to protect against market risks. And just to make sure you have some growth or income down the road when you retire or or if you ever retire in your old age, yeah, that yep. you have some income that, you know, it's safe, that it's not fully taking a, a turn. But, you know, that still, ha- it comes down to planning.
0: Yeah, and planning on, you know, as you're going into retirement, what what's your main concern? My main concern is, Every month, I have enough money coming in for the rest of my life to pay my bills. We, on top
1: we, of Social Security
0: yeah, and... Yep, yep, on top of Social Security and on top of your pension or any other income that you might have, maybe some real estate income. So if you're going to a Social Security workshop, <laughs> you can probably know they're gonna be talking about annuities. And anything on the flyer says income, planning, you're probably talking about annuities, right? So you just wanna be aware kind of, so you can smell out, okay, this is probably, they're going to be selling me, trying to sell me annuities. But just, again, you've got to take a step back and look at your situation. And then we go backwards. So we say, okay, how much income are we going to need for retirement? How much do we have? Like you said, how much we have in social security, how much we have in pensions and what's that gap? Now, is an annuity the only way to fill that extra income gap for retirement?
1: Of course not. Heavens
0: no. <laughs> Heavens no. Yeah, I mean, so you, you spoke about the bond ladder. You know, people will say, well, I, I invested in bonds, but even my bonds got killed. Well, if you were investing in bonds inside of a mutual fund, you don't own those bonds, right? So you have people buying and selling and doing, uh, creating all these transaction costs for you, creating taxes for you. You don't even own them. So we do use bonds, but we use individual bonds. Which is, I'm lending my money out to a company or to the government. I'm going to get a coupon or a payment for, for doing that loan. And the higher the risk, the, the the more return I'm I'm going to get on that loan. That's a bond. That's that's how a bond works. So bonds uh, have just gotten destroyed, but individual bonds, because as long as you hold that bond until maturity, you're you're going to get your principal back. It's not. It's, I, I'm not going to say guaranteed because it's not. You know, it's a loan. Most at a
1: time that's
0: what happened yeah or or the bond gets called you know that that could happen so there's things but so so bonds are and actually with interest rates coming up they can they can actually they i think become more of a pivotal play for what you're doing stocks that pay dividends right you know usually these are big big corporation big companies so you're not going to get the the change in stock price that you would maybe on a growth company and then they're kicking out that income. Instead of ta- taking that money and trying to grow that company, they're kicking that money back out to their shareholders and dividends. And that those dividends can be used to, to fill that as well.
1: So what happened to annuities when the feds raised interest rates in, in this kind of environment? Well,
0: and I think that kind of takes us back to why we're seeing so much advertising, radio, workshops, when interest rates increase, that's good for insurance companies, and so they, you know, so th- so they increase their rates. So they increase their participation. So the, the three levers, right? So they increase their participate your your participation rate, or they'll increase your 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 cap, so you get more return, um, and they'll decrease the spreads, and so that that's what's happening. And right now, very, very quickly, it's happened over the last 12 months. And so people are just going crazy right now. And then on top of that, the insurance company will throw out a bonus, maybe eight or 10%. So, hey, we're gonna give you a 10% bonus on whatever you give us. Add that to your account uh, as, as part of that play. So they, they can be used, I think, as part of the bigger whole. I, I wouldn't use it as my core investment vehicle. You know, but I look at your mom as a great example. I mean, she's been, she has a, a little annuity that you set up for, how many years ago?
1: Almost 20.
0: 20 years. I mean, you know, and it's a, it, it pays for her life?
1: It pays for her life. It's small, yeah. just like her social security. Yeah. But it's all about planning. And the thing is, it's just like she, honestly, I think she got screwed. And I still believe it to this day because her agent is like is her friend and it's like you know people keep recommending and it's like now like everybody look back he's like oh my gosh they all got screwed
0: what but your mom's still getting a payment she hasn't had. she
1: she does but i mean we could have done something better you
0: think Mm.
1: oh yeah Mm. like if i know what i know now back then
0: is her payment it's because it's not increasing with inflation right so it's yeah she's that's that's where she's getting hurt right there
1: yeah but at least, you know, she makes it work and, you know, try to live within her means. So, yeah. you know, it works. But if I know what I know now, I, that's probably the last thing I would do yeah. for her.
0: You know, one thing we talked about doing uh, and, and, and have done, especially with the market as low as it is, you know, we, we have done some annuity strategies where we can take out 10% a year, and instead of saying, "Okay, the market's down. Is it a good time to start buying stocks?" And, you know, and instead of dropping two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the market all at once, we can throw an annuity and then pull out twenty five grand a year or fifty grand a year, whatever the case is, and dollar cost to average that amount because the, the insurance company allows you a ten percent free withdrawal every year, or five, sometimes it's lower, but. But then that amount you can take and, and, and do what you want with it. And so that's, yeah.
1: Again, that's, everything is evaluated case by case absolutely. and on an annual review basis.
0: Yeah. yeah the, the big thing with annuities, you just want to understand what is your cap or what is your spread or what is your participation rate. Those are your three, the three kickers. The last one is fees. Is there a fee on the annuity and what is it you're paying for? Because those fees, uh, even on index annuities, I, I've, I've seen some that are I've gotten high. pretty
1: creative, too. Sometimes there's an index um, allocation fees where, you know, you pay to get to use this index. Yeah. There's a liquidity option fee. Yeah. Of course, there's income rider where, you know, the rider fees. Mm-hmm. Those are like the one, the common ones I've seen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and if the story is good enough, people people will, will will pay it, you know, or maybe sometimes they don't know those you know, those fees exist, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. So, you know, do your research and make sure that, you know, you do proper planning before deciding on any products or and to go which way in your investment in your portfolio. Yeah. Proper planning is critical.
0: Yep. Yeah. If you don't have a blueprint and you go to start building your house, I mean, it just doesn't even make sense.
1: Yeah, and different advisors will tell you different things because, as you know, as we said previously, people will have at least two or three advisors before you know, and then they cut down on which advisor they want to work on mm-hmm. when they retire. So if you have three different advisors, they may tell you different things or looking because, or sometimes you're sharing the information you have, you shared with one advisor, but not the other. So Mm -hmm. there's going to be different, you know, you know, different recommendations or different perspective on different philosophies. Yep.
0: They have different backgrounds. They have different philosophies. They have different opinions. Mm -hmm. You Google annuities, you're going to get a hundred different opinions in a matter of minutes. If anyone ever says never do this, I, I would stay away from them. If someone says, always do this, I would probably stay away from them. It's because, it's like you said, it comes down to your situation.
1: I always say, always, <laughs> always- do proper planning. Yes, yes. That's the only always, always that you should pay attention to. Love it.
0: Diagnose the issue before you start putting trying to do surgery.
1: Yep. Or you'll be in la-la land.
0: <laughs> la-la land? Where's mm-hmm. that?
1: where we don't ha- want to go. That's
0: not happy retirement?
1: That, that might not be happy because, you know, you have you don't know what we're diagnosing you with, but we're cutting you open right now. <laughs> it's like, okay, yep. it could be your kidney, but then, oh, we just perform operations on your heart.
0: Exactly. So. Yeah, we got to do those those damn diagnostic work, you know. <laughs> you got you to gotta actually know what you're doing before you cut someone open. So Yep. And we do. We, we spend a, the majority of, of our of our time around planning, and that changes every year. So just because you you did planning maybe five years ago or a year ago, I mean, even 12 months ago, you should go in and reevaluate that plan with interest rates going up, inflation. I mean, so much has changed.
1: That's why, you know, we do a mandatory annual review with our clients just to make sure that, you know, their goals and objectives haven't changed or, you know, their situations haven't changed, so to evaluate their plan every year, like, are you still on track? Is this still what you want to do? Do we need to change course? Yep. How do you feel about it? You yep. know, and that's critical. Those meetings are important. So, and I'm about to send an, another email to people that still haven't made <laughs> an appointment. Yep. So.
0: Well, and then we're heading down to Mesquite, and we've got a workshop down there. You know, actually, Mesquite's where we went to that other workshop. And boy, it was a great presentation. But at the end, what, what, what was he trying to sell?
1: Annuities. Annuities.
0: He was literally coming around to each table saying, here's my lineup. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it was just really weird. But
1: Yeah, we're just doing a workshop.
0: Yep, we're doing a workshop.
1: It's called Don't Worry, Retire Happy. Yep.
0: So we're excited for that. And then, we go, and then we're going to drive over to Scottsdale and...
1: For um, for a training,
0: do some training over there. Yep, and then get we're, warm. Maybe, maybe not come back. Maybe we get an no. Office we uh, we have
1: to co- we have to come back. Oh, your mom, yeah, that's right. We have my mom. And we daughter. have your daughter, <laughs> and we have oh, that's our puppy. Right. Dang it, I forgot. So, and then we still have our clients. So oh yeah. yeah, yeah, we can't leave them.
0: Well, our clients I can take care of from Scott still. My daughter, hmm, not so much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, she's a cute.
0: She is. She's doing great.
1: Well, stay warm. Enjoy the fall colors. Bundle up. Have fun. Bundle up. You know, time to check those heaters because if it doesn't work now, (laughs) it's going to be a long winter for you. So, might get those problem diagnosed now.
0: (laughs) Love it. All right.
1: All right. Have a happy, safe, and fun Halloween. Yes. Yep. Ready to party. (laughs) party on party on peace out that's it for this week's episode of love life money and a cup of coffee with cody and kathy thank you for listening be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a thing this is cody and kathy wishing you a love filled life full of prosperity have a good week peace out
0: peace out